Hi, ho neighbor. We're back. Chapter 25, getting ready to just jump right into this, all right? Missed a couple days. Not going to have, uh, probably going to have two days this week. I uh, had to get stitches in my lip and then just a myriad of, of ridiculous things that went down all week long to just kind of pause, slow me down, or keep me busy. So, like I said, I've only got a two-hour window uh, every day to kind of pull this off. And if I don't get that two hours, then <clears throat> I got to find it somewhere else or skip it. So... Um, chapter 25, and Abraham added and took a wife, and her name was Keturah. <clears throat> Abraham added and took a wife, so there's another wife? And she bore to him Zimran, and Jokshan, and Medan, and M. Idian. Oh, we gotta be, we gotta be missing a letter here. <laughs> there's a space, it's capital M, space, Idian. <laughs> That's kind of like Maiden, maybe it'll pop up later, but that can't be right. Um, and Maiden, and Emidian, and Ishbak, and Shua, <clears throat> and Jokshan fathered Sheba, and Dedan. And the sons of Dedan were, uh, Serum? <laughs> and if you've read that word, I'm not even going to spell that. If you've, if you've read that word before, then you'll, you'll know why I just paused on it. Like, really? We're a Serum? <clears throat> Ashura, we're just gonna go with that. I'm gonna say Ashuram, like Ashur. We'll pronounce the double S's like that. And Latishim and Lemon. And the sons of Midian. Ah, uh, was that it right there? Oh no. M. Idian. So the space was the, the typo. Whatever. The sons of Midian, no space. Epa and Ephir and Hanak and Abida and Alda. All these were the sons of Keturah. And Abraham, I'm realizing right now that the tone of my voice changes when I have to pause like that a whole bunch, and I ended that sentence with a tone that didn't sound like I was ending a sentence. I apologize. I'm doing that a lot. Um, and the sons of Dedan were Asurim and Letishim and Limam. And the sons of Midian, Apha and Ephir and Hanach and Abida and Alda. And these were the sons of Keturah. And Abraham gave all that was his to Isaac, and to the sons of concubines who were to Abraham. Abraham gave away gifts and sent them away eastward, from his son Isaac, while still alive, to an eastern land. And these are the days, there's a little bit of an echo here. Um, I can't play with it right now, but it, it'll be lessened for the next episode for sure. I can hear it, it's bothering me. Uh, <clears throat> And the sons of the concubines who were to Abraham. So concubines, that's like an extra wife? Or are those not wives? What are concubines? I know I've heard that word. I'm just not familiar with it uh, in that sense. Who were to Abraham? Abraham gave gifts and sent them away eastward from his son Isaac, while still alive, to an eastern land. And these are the days and the years in the life of Abraham, which he lived 175 years. And Abraham expired and died in a good old age aged and satisfied, and was gathered to his people. And his sons Isaac and Ishmael buried him at the cave of Machpelah, at the field of Ephron, the son of Zohar, the Hittite, which is before Mamre, the field which Abraham bought from the sons of Heth, that one where he buried his wife. Abraham and his wife Sarah were buried there. And it happened after the death of Abraham, God blessed his son Isaac. And Isaac lived by the well of the living one my beholder. Ah, back when they were naming things also, interestingly. Okay.
Weird, but okay. And these are the generations of Ishmael. The son of Ishmael, whom Hagar the Egyptian, the slave girl of Sarah, bore to Abraham. And these are the names of the sons of Ishmael. By their names, according to their generations, the firstborn of Ishmael was Neb Nebajoth, Whew. then Kedar, and Abdil, and Mibsam, and Mishma, and Duman, and Masa, and Hadad, and Tima, or Tema, and Jetur, and Nafish, or Nafish, Nafish, and Kedema. That is a lot of kids, man. I've, I mean, I've got one kid. And my grandparents, like my mom had four kids. My grandparents had seven kids. God, I mean, I, I should have asked. They're both past now, but I'm not sure who I'd ask to find out how many kids they came from. I think my grandpa came from like 11 or 14, and my grandma came from like 11. Like, I think 11 and 14 are their numbers. I'm just not positive. But wow. Wow. You take you take it for, you know, having two, three kids now. I mean, it's, you got to be upper middle class or something. And these guys were just, I mean, we're supposed to spread and multiply. Wow. All right. These were the sons of Ishmael, and these their names in their settlements and in their camps. Twelve chiefs according to, the, to their nations. Excuse me. And these are the years of the life of Ishmael, 150, 137 years. And he expired and died, and was gathered to his people. And they lived from Havilah to Shur, which is facing Egypt as you come toward Assyria. He settled facing all his brothers. Well, that's good. And these are the generations of Isaacs, the sons of Abraham. Abraham fathered Isaac. And Isaac was a son of 40 years when he took Rebekah, the daughter of Bethuel, the Aramean, yeah, uh, Aramean, from Padan Aram, the sister of Laban, the Aramean. Whoa, sorry, these words are so weird. I, I'm sure these just roll off the tongue in this language, but in English, I'm, I am struggling here. The sister of Laban, the Aramean, to him for a wife. And Isaac prayed to Jehovah for his wife, for she was barren. And Jehovah was entreated for him. And his wife Rebekah conceived. And the sons struggled together within her. And she said, if this is a, if this is right, why am I this way? And she, wait a minute. <laughs> so she's got twins and they're like battling inside of her. And she's like, wait a minute. <laughs> if this is a, being pregnant supposed to is what I'm supposed to be after being barren. And what, whoa, what, what is going on with this feeling, maybe? And she went to ask Jehovah, and Jehovah said to her, Two nations are in your womb. Oh, yeah. Even two people shall break from your body, and on the people shall be stronger than the other people. That's a weird sentence. And on people, and on people shall be stronger than the other people, and the elder shall serve the younger. So one of the two kids, their, their nation is going to be stronger than the other nation. And the elder, who's that's going to be the firstborn of the two, I guess. And her days were fulfilled to bear. And behold, twins were in her womb. And the first came out, and him red like a hairy robe. And they called his name Esau. Esau, E-S-A-U. Esau. And afterward, his brother came out. And his hand was holding to the heel of Esau. And his name was called Jacob. That's just cool. So like when the heel came out, there was a hand on it, you know? Wow. That would that be, that's, that's kind of cool. That is kind of cool. Like the other one's smart enough 
to hold on and take that ride with the one leaving, you know? Like, not without me, buddy. That's just kind of cool. I wonder if that's a common thing with twins or if they see anything like that with uh, one coming out and the other one having some type of grip on the other one. Because I've seen a lot of pictures, uh, you know, uh, sonar or whatever, babies in the womb. Sonar, is that what that's called? I don't remember. Uh, but anyway, they'll be hugging or holding each other. I think that's, uh, I think that's really neat. Jeez, my coffee is not working right now. Huh. Okay, holding his arrow with his hand, with his name, and was called Jacob. And Isaac was a son of 60 years when she bore them. Okay, so Isaac was her husband. Okay. And the boys grew up, and Esau became a man knowing hunting, and a man of the field. And Jacob was a simple man, living in tents. And Isaac loved Esau, for game was in his mouth, and Rebekah loved Jacob. Huh. So... <laughs> So, uh, Esau was a soldier, right? He's, he's an archer. He's out there doing, he's a hunter. He's a man's man. And, uh, is, uh, Jacob there was a, uh, kind of a mama's boy. Probably didn't have too many calluses on his hands. Huh. And Jacob boiled soup and Esau came from the field and he was faint. And Esau said to Jacob, please let me eat of the red. This red suit, for I am faint. On account of this, his name is called Edorm. And Jacob said, Sell me your birthright today. And Esau said, Behold, I am going to die. And what good is this, a birthright to me? And Jacob said, Swear to me today. And he swore to him and sold his birthright to Jacob. And Jacob gave bread and soup of lentils to Esau. And he ate and drank and rose up and left. And Esau despised the birthright. I don't even get that. Sold his birth. So what's that mean? When the parents die, he gets everything? He becomes the, the heir? Rick is a solid boy first, right? First came out. Yeah. Yeah, but weird. Okay. And a famine was in the land besides the famine, which was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines, to Gerar. <clears throat> Man, that, these words are so just mouthfuls. Uh, even I get confused on where I'm at in my sentence with some of these words I have to pop out of my mouth and then get back into a rhythm. Because, you know, I mean, 70% of these words are just normal words I can read any normal day. I just, like I'm talking, but you run into these other words and it's just, whoa, whoa, mouthfuls. All right, I'll make king of the Philistines to Gerar, and Jehovah appeared to him and said, Do not go down into Egypt. Stay in the land which I shall say to you. Stay in this land, and I will be with you and bless you. For to you and to your seed I will give all these lands, and I will cause to rise my oath, which I swore to your father Abraham. And I will increase your seed like the stars of the heavens, and I will give to your seed all of these lands. And all these nations, no, and all the nations of the earth shall bless themselves in your seed. Because, Abraham, that's crazy. You're the main spreader. Because Abraham listened to my voice and heeded my charge, my commands, my statutes, and my laws. And Isaac lived in Gerar. And the men of the place asked about his wife. And he said, she is my sister. <laughs> oh, man. Now we're taking a Bible right out of your page, right out of your dad's book, right? A Bible. But yeah. God, what is it? I mean, how is that not lying? I mean, I, I understand. 
we're all brothers and sisters in God's eyes, right? But when you tell another man that she's my sister, you're, it's like a lawyer playing with the words, to, you know what I mean? To, to get by with something and still not be, so you, you've already got, I mean, that is a deception. Let's be honest, right? There's a deception there and God's totally down with this or Jehovah's totally down with this deception. I find that odd. I don't know. I mean, if you're good people going in the land of demons, and I guess, you know, misleading a demon wouldn't be, maybe may not be the worst thing ever. But if these people have every God-given right to heaven that you have by simply following all the same things, and you lying to them, and I mean, how does that fall on them? How is that, how are they supposed to know? Like the one guy, I mean, he didn't know. He took the, the woman back, was going to make love, and God was like, that's, you know, that's somebody. I mean, thank God God stepped in before something happened. But the idea that she was even given to him and allowed to come home with him and she didn't protest the whole way or you know what I mean like that that to me is very odd I, I just I don't get that part you know because to me it's a lie you tell somebody that's your sister after you've been married right now we're all brothers and sisters until you know we make a covenant and we become married and then those two are no longer brother and sisters they're they're husband and wife right and they're children we're not Otherwise, it's just all incest. The bloodlines are just meant to be kept blood, like the, the royal bloodlines that stay within their bloodlines, you know what I mean? Like that's all, all good. But yeah, it blows, blows me away. I, I, on some level, you know it had to have been part of something when you start with just so many. It, it had to have happened on some level. But I, I just, I don't know. Oh, I wonder about the deformities they say that all these people have that do perform incest and the, the you know, the, uh, what do you, you know, deformed uh, or mutated babies and whatnot, a baby comes up with third legs or it's retarded because it had, is that true? Is it? I wonder, or is it because like each one of those people has too many different bloodlines in them and at some point when you just mix too many, you just get a mutant. <laughs> I don't know. I just think that's weird. I really do. Um, it just blows me away. I completely lost my place. And the men asked, oh, okay, okay. <clears throat> she is my sister, for he said afraid to say. And that's a fear. Where's the trust? He's just, we're, we're constantly in fear of other men. For he was afraid to say, my wife, lest the man of the place kill me on account of Rebecca. For she was beautiful of form, and it happened when his days were many to him there, Abimelech, king of the Philistines, looked through the window and saw, and behold, Isaac was sporting with his wife Rebekah. And Abimelech called Isaac and said, See, surely she is your wife. And how have you said she is my sister? And Isaac said to him, Because I said, Lest I die on account of her. And Abimelech said, What is this you have done to us? One of the people had almost lain with your wife. And you would have caused to come on us guilt. Yeah, that's another, just some of these words are just sentences. I mean, if we're going to do it in English, we could have, I don't know, I guess you don't want to alter the word too much, but you, and you would have had cause to come on us. And you would have brought guilt upon us. I mean, just, you, we could have worded this better anyway. <laughs> Who am I to complain? It's, it's their words, whatever. And I know I'm not even speaking it or reading it in the language it was meant to be read in or how it was written, so... There's going to be something lost in translation here. 
And Abimelech commanded all the people, saying, Anyone touching this man and his wife shall surely be put to death. And Isaac sowed in that land, and a hundredfold was found in that year, and Jehovah blessed him. And the man grew great, and he went on, going on to be great, until he became exceedingly great. And possessions of flocks, and possessions of herds, and many slaves were his. And the Philistines envied him, and all the wells which the slaves of his father dug in the days of his father Abraham. The Philistines had stopped them and filled them with dirt. And Abimelech said to Isaac, Go from us, for you are stronger than we. Huh. I, I guess I find it odd that um, a lot of times when Jehovah's backing somebody throughout these books, they end up being like kings among just the, the people. And I mean, if you're just one like everybody else and supposed to treat everybody this, it's, I don't know. We haven't gotten to Jesus yet, so I don't know that that's the case. But right now, it surely does seem like God has no problem with you having a slave. And that's weird. Can you sleep with your slaves? Can you lay with your slaves? Are those concubines? I mean, what's the deal there? I think that's odd. I mean, you can own somebody? Hmm. I mean, far be it for me to disagree with God, but I find that to just be so strange. I mean, he's right there. And he's, well, this guy has many slaves. Many of them, this guy's a rich dude in a land of peasants, right? He's got slaves. I mean, he's probably, like, what's his name? Drinking the wine and passing out. And I mean, maybe, I don't know. They're not calling him a drunkard. I'm just saying. He had that ability. And Isaac went from there and camped in Gerar, or Gerar Valley, I'm sorry, and lived there. And Isaac returned and dug the wells of water which they dug in the days of his father Abraham. And the Philistines had stopped them after the death of Abraham. And he called names to them like the names which his father had called them. And Isaac's slaves dug in, dug in the torrent bed, and they found there a well of living water. That's so cute. So he went there, he dug, and then in the next sentence, like, his slaves dug. So he didn't dig. I mean, man. I'd like to know the idea of what slaves were back then. Because this is just flat out calling them slaves. Did these people live in lesser quarters? Did they eat less than you? I mean, were your slaves treated like children? What was... Why did you have slaves? And the shepherds of Gerar fought with the shepherds of Isaac, saying, The water is ours. And he called the name of the well Contention, for they had contended with him. And they dug another well, and they also fought over it. And he called its name Opposition. I swear we've already read this. And he moved from there and dug another well, and they did not fight over it. And he called its name Broad Places. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's comedy, though. <laughs> broad Places. No one's fighting over this one. This one's broad. Everybody can come here. Anyway. And he said, For now Jehovah has broadened for us, and we shall be fruitful in the land. I'm going to pause real quick and refill my cup cup is full. All right. We shall be fruitful in the land. And he went from there to Beersheba, and Jehovah appeared to him in the same night and said, I am the God of your father Abraham. Do not fear, for I am with you, and I will bless you and increase your seed because of my servant Abraham. And he built an altar there and called on the name of Jehovah. And he pitched his tent there, and the slaves of Isaac dug a well there. And Abimelech went to him from Gerar, and his aide Azuzath, ooh, that's not right. Ahuzath? <clears throat> huh. And I <laughs> clear my throat on that one. And his aide, Ahuzath? 
Ahuzath, and Phicol, <laughs> the general of his army, and Isaac said, oh, and the general of his army, and Isaac said to them, Why have you come to me, since you hate me and sent me away from you? And they said, We have plainly seen that Jehovah has been with you. And we have said, Let there be an oath now between us, between us and you, and let us cut a covenant with you. Whether you will do with us evil, as we did not touch you, and as we did only good with you, and we sent you away in peace, you now being blessed of Jehovah. Uh, we plainly see that Jehovah has been with you. Sorry, that just it hit me weird a couple times there. We have said, let there be an oath now between us, between us and you, and let us cut a covenant with you, whether you will do with us evil. As we did not touch you. Oh, sorry. It's, it's, it's almost like they're asking a question or just telling them, like, you know, you can be evil with us, but we weren't with you. <clears throat> and he made a feast for them, for him. That's got to be for them. <laughs> and he made a feast for him. And he made a feast for them. And they ate and drank. And they started up early at dawn. And each swore to his brother. And Isaac sent them away. And they left him in peace. And it happened on that day, Isaac's slaves came out and told him about the well which they had dug. And said to him, we found water. And he called it Sheba. So the name of the city is Beersheba until this day. And Esau was a son of 40 years, and he took a wife, Judith, and the daughter, Beeri, the Hedatite, also Basimeth, the daughter of Elon, the Hedatite, and they were a grief of spirit to Isaac and to Rebekah. Whoa, <clears throat> let's do that again. And Esau was a son of 40 years, and he took a wife, Judith, the daughter of Beeri of Hittah, also Basimeth, the daughter of Elon of Hittite, and they were a grief of spirit to Isaac and to Rebekah. So he had two wives? That's why I paused. I almost thought there was three in there the first time, but yeah, there's, so he has two wives. And it happened when Isaac was old and his days were dim for seeing, he called his elder son Esau and said to him, My son, and he said to him, Behold me. And he said, See now, I am old. I do not know, I do not know he day it's got to be the day of my death. It says he day, though. I do not know the day of my death. <clears throat> and now please lift up your weapons, your quiver and your bow, and go to the field and hunt game for me. Please pick up, left up, so pick up your weapons, your quiver and your bow, and go to the field and hunt game for me. And make for me delicious things. Huh. I won't. <laughs> Look, boy, I'm about to die. And daddy wants a steak before he goes. So get out there, boy. You pick it up, son. You pick up that bow and you you lease those arrows. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Delicious things, such as I love, and bring to me and I will eat, so that my soul may bless you before I die. And Rebekah heard when Isaac spoke to his son Esau, and Esau went to the field to hunt game, to bring it in. And Rebekah spoke to her son Jacob, saying, Behold, I heard your father speaking to your brother Esau, saying, Bring game to me, and I make delicious things. And make delicious things uh, that I may eat, and I may, and may bless you before Jehovah before I die. And now, my son, hear my voice, that which I command you. Go now to the flock and bring me from there two good kids of the goats, and I will make them into delicious things for your father, such as he loves. And you shall bring it to your father, and let him eat, so that he may bless you before his death. Ah. Oh. And Jacob said to his mother, Rebekah, Behold, my brother Esau is a hairy man, and I am a smooth man. Perhaps my father will feel me, and I shall be like a deceiver in his eyes, and I shall bring a, and shall bring a curse on me, 
and not blessing. Oh, she wants him to deceive the dad. And his mother said to him, You're cursed beyond me, my son. Only listen to my voice, my voice and go. Take from me. And he went and took and came to his mother. And his mother made delicious things, such as his father loved. And Rebekah took the clothing of her eldest son Esau, the costly ones which were with her in the house. And she dressed her younger son Jacob. And she put the skins of the kids of the goats in his hands and on the smoothness of his neck. And she put the delicious things in the bread which she had made in the hand of her son Jacob. And he went to his father, and he went into his father, and said, My father. And he said, Behold me, who are you, my son? And Jacob said to his father, I am your firstborn, Esau. I have done as you said to me. Rise up now, sit and eat of my game, so that your soul may bless me. And Isaac said to his son, How then have you quickly found it, my son? And he said, Because Jehovah your God made it come to me. Ouch. Ouch, she just lied to him about that, too. Wow. That's crazy. You know, it, 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 I would think back then, too, because the game you were eating was limited. Uh, seasonings, I mean, I don't know that seasonings were limited, but I guess in my mind they were. They probably weren't. They probably had way better herbs and spices back then than we have now. I mean, honestly, like very natural, very flavorful, very pungent, just probably a lot nicer than what we're, we're dealing with today. But I would think that being this guy's blind and um, he's about to be tricked, I mean, his other senses would be heightened. I would think that you would know the difference between the taste of a sheep and like a deer. Who goes out to hunt sheep in the wild? Was he, are we assuming it's a ram? What kind of meat was around them? What was this guy expecting? Because I'm just, if you, if I was expecting you, I mean, I'm a vegan now, but you know, four or five years ago when I used to eat meat, if if you were to go off, I mean, I, I was waiting for a steak, waiting for you to bring me back a steak, and you came back with a pork chop, I would know the difference on the taste alone, just immediately. So I, I just wonder, was he hunting rams? What was he hunting that, you know? Uh, and I mean, even if that wasn't necessarily what, I don't know. And for all I know, she cooked it in such a way that this guy couldn't tell if it was chicken, beef, uh, you know what I mean, lamb, what it was. So, just weird. And Isaac said to Jacob, Come near now, and let me feel you, whether or not you are my son, Esau, or not. And Jacob came near to his father Isaac, and he felt him, and he said, The voice is the voice of Jacob, and the hands are Esau's hands. Huh. And he did not know him, because his hands were like the hairy hands of his brother Esau. What? I thought he was smooth. And Isaac said to Jacob, Come near now, and let me feel you. Weather? It says wetter. Wetter? Oh no, it's a Stewie Griffin. It's a W-H-E-T-R. So, wetter? <laughs> wetter then you are my son of sour not. And Jacob came near to his father Isaac, and he felled him, and he said, The voice is the voice of Jacob. And the hand... And he, so he said that. He told him, you sound like Jacob. But the hands are Esau's hands. And he did not know him, because his hands were like the hairy hands of his brother Esau. And he blessed him. So he got his blessing. And he said, Are you then my son Esau? And he said, I am. And he said, Bearing to me, and let me eat of my son. My son's game. And he said, Bearing to me, and let me eat of my son's game, so that my soul may bless you. Bearing. I don't even understand. It's B-E-R. It's just like the Bering Sea, actually. 
I need to look that word up. It's in capital too. I don't know what that means. And he came near to him and he took and he ate. Is it bring to me? This plan, he said, bring to me and let me eat of my son's game. It's probably bring to me. There's just an E in there. <sighs> Whatever. And he came near to him and he took and he ate. And he came to him and he drank wine. And his father Isaac said to him, now come and kiss me, my son. And he came near and kissed him. And he smelled the smell of his clothes. And he blessed him and he said, see, the smell of my son is as the smell of the field, which Jehovah has blessed. And my God give you the dew of the heavens and of the fatness of the earth, and much grain and wine. May the nations serve you, and peoples bow to you. Be a ruler to your brothers, and may the sons of your mother bow to you. And cursed be those who curse you, and blessed be those who bless you. And it happened that when Isaac had finished blessing Jacob, then it happened Jacob had only just left from the face of his father Isaac, and his brother Esau came in from his hunting. And he also made delicious things and came to his father. And he said to his father, Let my father rise and eat from the game of his son, so that his soul may bless me. And his father Isaac said to him, Who are you? And he said, I am your son, your firstborn a sow. And Isaac was terrified with a very great terror. And he said, Who then was the one who hunted game and brought to me? Yea, I ate from all before you came, and I blessed him. Also, he shall be blessed. When Esau heard the words of his father, he cried out a great and very bitter cry. And he said to his father, Bless me, bless me, me also, my father. And he said, Your brother came with deceit and took your blessing. And he said, It is because his name is called Jacob. And this twice he took me by my heel. He took me, he took me, he took my birthright. Whoa. <clears throat> he took my birthright. And behold, now he has taken my blessing. And he said, Have you not kept a blessing for me? And Isaac replied and said to Esau, Behold, I have set him over you as a ruler, and I have given him all the brothers for servants. I have given him all I have given him all his brothers for servants. I have girded him with grain and wine. And what then can I do for you, my son? And Esau said to his father, Is one blessing left to you, my father? Is one blessing left? Is, do you have nothing left to give? God is wisdom. is one blessing left of you, my father. Bless me, me also, my father. And Esau lifted up his voice and wept. And his father, Isaac, answered and said to him, Behold, your adobe shall be from the fat of the earth and from the dew of the heavens above. And you shall live by your sword and you shall serve your brother. And when it shall be that you fight, you shall break his yoke from your neck. Whoa. Okay, so you'll release his chains from around your neck? And when it shall be that you fight, you shall break his yoke from your neck. And Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing with which his father had blessed him. And Esau said in his heart, The days of mourning for my father are near. Then I will kill my brother Jacob. And the words of her older son Esau were told to Rebekah. And she sent and called for her younger son Jacob. And she said to him, See, your brother Esau is going to ease himself on you, to kill you. And now my son listen to my voice and rise. Flee for yourself to my brother Laban, to Haran, and stay with him some days, until your brother's fury turns away, until your brother's anger turns back from you, and he forgets what you have done to him. And I will send you and take you from there. Why should I also be bereaved of two of you in one day? I'm losing my husband, not a son too, but she's the one that just caused all this. 
I mean, that's the craziest thing is Jacob didn't have this deceit. He rode out with his brother, but I mean, come on now. If you were holding, I don't know. I, that's just an odd one. But th his mom just, phew, she set him up. I mean, just set him up. And he knew too. He was like, ah, why would I deceive this man like this? And she's like, just listen to me. I mean, man, she's got the serpent all up in her. I, I can't understand why she's doing this. Why would she want one son over the other? Why would you favor one like that? Why would you not have them working together? Why was that not an option? Why were they not just brought together and been like, look, you're, you two are night and day different. You'll need to work together to make things balanced. You know what I, I don't <clears throat> And Rebecca said to Isaac, I am weary of my life before the daughters of Heth. If Jacob takes a wife from the daughters of Heth, like these from the daughters of the land, what is my life to me? Okay. And Isaac called Jacob, and he blessed him and commanded him and said to him, You shall not take a wife from the daughters of Canaan. Rise up, go to Padam Aram, to the house of Bethuel, your mother's father, and take a wife for yourself from there, from the daughters of Levan, the brother of your mother. And may God Almighty bless you and make, your, make you fruitful, and add to you, and may you become an assembly of nations, and may he give to you the blessings of Abraham, to you and to your seed with you, for you to possess the land of your travels, which God gave to Abraham. And Isaac sent away Jacob. And he went to Padam Aram, to Laban, son of Bethuel, the Aramean, brother of Rebekah, the mother of Jacob, and Esau. And Esau saw that Isaac had blessed Jacob, and had sent him away to Padam Aram to take a wife for himself from there. In his blessing he had commanded him, saying, You shall not take a wife from the daughters of Canaan, and that Jacob obeyed his father and his mother, and went to Padam Aram, she not take oh, Canaan, okay. And when Esau saw that the daughters of Canaan were evil in the eyes of his father, Isaac, then Esau went to Ishmael and took Mahalah, the daughter of Ishmael, the son of Abraham, Nebojoth's sister, huh, to his wives. He added her for his wife. Okay, now I'm confused. That just happened very fast. The dude's going to Padam Aram to take for himself from there. And he had told him, you shall not take a wife from the daughters of Canaan. And that Jacob obeyed his father and his mother and went to Penem. And when Esau saw that the daughters of Canaan were evil in the eyes of his father of Isaac, then Esau went to Ishmael and took a... So did, does this mean he took one of those... He took a wife of Canaan? They don't just say it, you know? Okay. To his wives, he added her for his wife. So how many wives do these people have? Are the Mormons doing it right? What is the deal with all these wives? I am extremely confused by this. <clears throat> that is just... Take it for a minute. Jacob went out to Beersheba and went toward Haran. And he came on a place and stayed the night there, for the sun had gone. And he took stones of the place and placed them at his head. And he lay down in that place and he dreamed. And behold, a ladder was placed on the earth, its top reaching to the heavens. And behold, the angels of God were going up and going down on it. And behold, Jehovah stood above it and said, I am Jehovah, the God of your father Abraham, and the good of Isaac, or the God of Isaac, the God of Isaac, and the God of Isaac. It threw me off because God on this one isn't in capital. It's one of the first times I've seen God, or maybe the only time I've seen God in here, it's not in capital. And the God of Isaac, the land on which you are lying. I will give it to you and to your seed 
and your seed shall be as the dust of the earth, and you shall spread to the west, and to the east, and to the north, and to the south, and all the families of the earth shall be blessed in you and in your seed. Excuse me, so I guess in some way I'm, I'm a descendant of Jacob? I don't know if I'm jumping ahead by just saying that, but... <clears throat> if he's going to be spread all across the land, and everyone's going to be of his seed... And behold, I will be with you, and will guard you in every place in which you may go, and will bring you back to this the land. Oh, and bring you back to this land, for I will not forsake you until I have surely done that which I have spoken to you. And Jacob awakened from his sleep and said, Surely Jehovah is in this place, and I did not know. And he was afraid and said, How fearful! How fearful is this place? This is nothing except the house of God, and this is the dew to heaven. This is the door. It's got to be door. It's D-O-O. -O, there's no R. This is the do. This is the door to heaven. <clears throat> and Jacob started up early in the morning and took the stone which he had placed at his head, and he placed it as a memorial pillar, and he poured oil on the top of it, and he called the name of that place the house of God. And yet the name of the city was at first Luz. And Jacob vowed a vow, saying, if God is with me and keeps me in this way which I am going and gives to me bread to eat and clothes to wear, and I return in peace to the house of my father, then Jehovah shall be my God. And this stone which I have placed as a memorial pillar shall become the house of God. And all which you shall give to me, I will tith the tenth to you. I will tith the tenth to you. I will give back to you tenfold? I'm not sure that tith the tenth to you. That's what I'm going to say. I will multiply to the tenth power. It's kind of how I'm interpreting it. I have no clue if I'm doing that right. But. <sighs> and Jacob lifted his feet and went to the land of the sons of the east. And he looked, and behold, a well in the field. And behold, three flocks of sheep were lying by it. And from that well they watered the flocks, and the stones on the mouth of the well was great. Is that what it said? I said that right? The stone on the mouth of the well was great. Okay. Okay, and all the flocks were usually gathered there, and they rolled the stone off the mouth of the well and watered the sheep, and replaced the stone on the mouth of the well to its place. And Jacob said to them, My brothers, from where are you? And they said, We are from Haran. And he said to them, Do you know Laban, the son of Nahor? And they said, We know him. And he said to them, Is he well? And they said, Well, and behold, his daughter Rachel is coming with the sheep. And he said, See, the day is still high. It is not time to gather the livestock. Water the sheep and go feed them. And they said, We are not able until all the flocks are gathered, and they roll the stone from the mouth of the well. Then we water the sheep. He was still speaking with them, and Rachel came with the sheep which were, for her, which were her father's, for she was a shepherdess. And it happened when Jacob saw Rachel, the daughter of Laban, brother to his mother, and the sheep of Jacob... Brother to his mother. The sheep of, okay, okay, brother to his mother. And the sheep of Laban, his mother's brother, Jacob came near and rolled the stone from the mouth of the well and watered the sheep of Laban, the brother of his mother. And Jacob kissed Rachel and lifted up his voice and wept. And Jacob told Rachel that he was her father's brother and that he was the son of Rebekah. And she ran and told her father. And when Laban heard the report of Jacob, his sister's son, he ran to meet him, embraced him, and kissed him. And he took him to his house. <clears throat> and he told Laban all these things. And Laban said to him, Truly you are my bone and my flesh. And he lived with him a month and a month of days. Was it 30 days? Well, whatever a month was then, right? And Laban said to Jacob, 
Are you not my brother? Yes. Yes, are they not? I mean, incest is rampant in these families, so... <laughs> you're not just brothers and sisters in the eyes of God, you're related in a sense that's... would be hard to fathom the way that we procreate now. But incestuously... You're all brothers and sisters, right? If you're just brothers and sisters that continually keep... procreating and having seed. And should you not serve me for nothing, tell me, what shall be your wages? And Laban had two daughters, the name of the older Leah, and the name of the younger Rachel. And the eyes of Leah were weak, and Rachel was beautiful, of form and beauty of appearance. Well, that doesn't make sense. So her, oh, okay. <laughs> Let me think of that in my head. So she had a banging body and a beautiful face. It wasn't just a butterhead or something. Okay, which is a crazy statement to make, but... Well, if you went to an American school, public school system, you've heard of a butterhead. Everything was banging butterhead, so. <clears throat> but we're beautiful, four men of appearance, so I'm assuming this means she had, you know, we're, we're talking Cindy Crawford here. This was a beautiful woman, uh, head to toe in all ways. And Jacob loved Rachel and said, I will serve you seven years for Rachel, your younger daughter. Wait a minute. And Jacob loved Rachel, and he said, I will serve you seven years for Rachel, your younger daughter. And Laban said, it is better for me to give her to you than to give her to another man. Live with me. And Jacob served seven years for Rachel. And there were in his eyes like a few, oh, and they were in his eyes like a few days, and that he loved her. And Jacob said to Laban, give my wife for my days are fulfilled. Huh. And let me go into her. And Laban gathered all the men of the place and made a feast. And it happened in the evening. He took his daughter Leah and brought her to him. And he went into her. And Laban gave to her Zilpah, his slave girl, to his daughter Leah as a slave. So we just, man. I'm not super stoked about the whole slave thing throughout here so far. The quality of life of these slaves. Why is it that they don't, I mean, the slave can't just drop down and beg Jehovah for a covenant? To get out of slavedom? I mean, I find that odd. I really do. It's Nobody should be a slave. And it happened in the morning, behold, she was Leah. And she said to Laban, What have you done to me? Did I not serve with you for Rachel? Did I not serve with you? And it happened in the morning, behold, she was, whoa, whoa, whoa. And it happened in the evening, he took his daughter Leah and brought him to her. And he went into her, and Laban gave her Zilpah, da, da, da. and it happened in the morning, behold, she was Leah. And she said to Laban, what have you done to me? Did I not serve with you for Rachel? And why have you tricked me? And Laban said, it is not done this way in our place to give the younger before the firstborn. Fulfill the week of this one, and we will also give you this other one for the service which you will serve with me. Yet another seven years. And Jacob did so, and he fulfilled the week of this one. And he gave to him his daughter Rachel, to him for a wife. And Laban gave his slave girl Bilhah to his daughter Rachel, to her for a slave girl. And he also went into Rachel, and he also loved Rachel more than Leah. And he served with him yet another seven years. I'm confused. So... And Jacob loved Rachel and said, I will serve you seven years for Rachel. So he wanted Rachel. Jacob served seven years for Rachel. And they were in his eyes like a few days. And Jacob said to Laban, give, give my wife for my days are fulfilled. Oh, the seven years are done. And let me go into her. 
he hasn't slept with her yet. And Laban gathered all the men of the place and made a feast. And it happened in the evening he took his daughter Leah and brought her to him. And he went to her, and Laban gave to her Zilpah, the slave girl, to a daughter Leah as a slave. And it happened in the morning, behold, she was Leah. I get it. Okay. So he tricked her. He brought the one that was weak of eyes in. I did not catch that. I apologize for rereading it. I did not catch that to begin with. So the, the father tricked Jacob then essentially. After serving seven years for Rachel, <clears throat> he made him go basically like wait in a dark tent and he brought the girl there to go in and they slept together and the dude did out of him. I mean, he didn't know, but in the morning when it was light, he was like, oh, you're Leah, you're not Rachel. And I've already slept with you, you're my wife, you've been given to me. And the dude said, okay, well, he served seven years. That doesn't even make sense. Why would you? Okay. It is not done this way. What have you done to me? It does not serve you for Rachel. And why have you tricked me? And Laban said, it is not done this way in our place to give you the younger before the firstborn. Fulfill the week of this one. We will also give you this other one for the service which you will serve me yet another seven years. And Jacob did so. And he fulfilled the week of this one. And he gave to him his daughter, Rachel, to him for... So he just... Had to do another. Laban gave the slave girl Billah to his daughter to her for a slave girl. And he also went into Rachel. And he also loved Rachel more than Leah. And he served with him yet another seven. So he spent 14 years with this guy? What is the term of the week? I don't get it. <sighs> okay. And Jehovah saw that Leah was hated. And he opened her womb, but Rachel was barren. And Leah conceived and bore a son. And she called his name Reuben. For she said, Surely Jehovah has looked on my affliction. For now my husband will love me. And she conceived again, and she bore and bore a son. She said, Surely Jehovah has heard that I am hated, and has given this one to me also. And she called his name Simeon. And she conceived again and bore a son. And she said, Now, this time, my husband will be joined to me, because I have borne to him three sons. So his name was called Levi. Huh. Well, I guess I don't understand the value of having kids back then because you would think like uh, in American culture when a woman's had three kids her body's not quite the same and if Rachel was already a dime piece she's probably still a dime piece and I don't know how just having three kids is going to make this guy one I mean it's the sister so you just kind of get rid of the wife and have the sister raise the boys I, I don't know I don't you would think this guy still has options, but he is operating under God. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I understand. It's, it was so crazy back then, and some of this sounds so crazy that it's really a strange thing. And she conceived again and bore a son. And she said, this time I praise Jehovah. So she called his name Judah, and she ceased from bearing. So she had four sons, huh? Judah being the last. Now, Judah's a name I've definitely heard. Definitely. All right, we're going to stop there. I've got to get ready to go pick up my daughter. We're on chapter 30. I like ending on even chapters. Uh, this episode obviously isn't as long as the last couple, but we're Genesis chapter 30 when we get back. And this is weird. This is just so weird. Because, I mean, so so far, every time something like this has happened, where, you know, she's been, I mean, the, the one's been blessed now, right? Now, she was obviously the jealous one because the husband loved the sister more, uh, or was giving her more love or whatever, and then... She, she ends up, uh, because she's, I don't know why she was hated, but maybe because he had to serve seven years for her and didn't, was deceived. 
So maybe that had part to do with it. But then she has the kids, you'd think that now the other one's going to get jealous, right? And it seems like as that happens in these stories, Cain and Abel, one of them gets, somebody ends up dead or something bad happens. So we'll see what happens between Leah and uh, her sister Rachel tomorrow. But man, I'm a little worried for Leah. Huh. The Bible is so crazy. I mean, that and the incest thing. What's going on with the incest thing here? This is, it's quite a consistent theme throughout what we're, we're talking about here. And um, maybe there's a thing to it. I don't know. I mean, I'm American, so incest to me is just bad. It's always just been taught to me that it's bad. I'm not saying I'm going to call my sister now. <laughs> How are you doing? But it it seems odd. Like, I mean, we're, we're literally taught that, you know, there's deformities in your bloodline and there's mutations and, and just horrible problems if you do that. But it seems like in in this, you know, in Genesis here, every time someone's going to walk with God or be part of God or something and they need to have offspring, they're, they're directed to go and mate with one of their relatives, essentially, and not to go sleep with a, a, a woman from another tribe or or nation, um, which nowadays we'd call that racist, wouldn't we? That I mean, that would be low-level thinking and, and racism and, and, ah, you know, people just go crazy. They'd be up in arms. But um, maybe there was something to that. I mean, like I said, I'm not a proponent of incest all of a sudden. I'm just saying there's so much stuff we don't know anymore about what it was. What the hell do we know? Maybe our bloodlines were better. We were better functioning uh, bodies with those pure bloodlines, with those, maybe there was traits to each one of those bloodlines or those tribes that by keeping the bloods pure, that's how the knowledge and things were passed down, like the other animals. I mean, I, I think about that often, you know, like Muhammad Ali had said, you don't see bluebirds mating with redbirds. They stay with the bluebirds. You don't see squirrels mating with gophers. They stay with the squirrels, you know what I mean? They're not, they're not chasing down weasels or any other little, you know, there's no, <laughs> there's no cats molesting anything else and there's no funny offspring coming out of nature let me put it that way there's always a man involved when there's some kind of mutation or splicing of genes or you, you get two animals that somehow mate and come off with this there's, there's it just doesn't doesn't really happen in nature on its own for some reason and we're part of nature we have removed our i mean when they say we removed ourselves from the food chain no we didn't we removed ourselves from nature that's what we did. We were never part of the food chain. We were here to tend to the animals, not eat them, not get eaten with them. We were here to take care of them. So we've never been part of the food chain. We were part of the cycle of nature, and now we're not. That's something to think about, right? All right, you guys have a great day. We will be back tomorrow, and may God bless each and every one of you.